First, I want to thank everyone for all the help that you've given us, support and participation and in financial support to this monastery. If you can, please continue to help us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So this morning's uh, Dharma talk is titled, a uh, couple of words there I want to use, I want to talk about a little bit, if I can make it. How are you doing, Chiazan? Okay? Yeah, I'm feeling good. I, I just, it's probably best not to um, expose anybody on the off chance that I did pick up what Shoka and Sokra and Sense you have. Yeah. Okay, good. I hope you continue to do okay. So the title of today's Dharma talk is uh, uh, Protector Slash Warrior. So that's something my teacher, Chogim Trungpa Rinpoche, the Dorje Dradal of Mukpo, the founder of Shambhala, Shambhala Training, that whole understanding comes from ancient times. He brought it up to date, you might say, by coming in contact with the West. Had to come up with something. What a crazy circularity is going on in this culture. Having been a something that is called a warrior, having been a, a U.S. Marine, I didn't see any combat, but my father did in World War II, and he did not come back. Yes, I've told this story many times because I want to give you a little bit of an idea of where I might be coming from. Uh, he did not want to go either, but there wasn't any venue at the time to not go there. So he went, but was killed March 16th, 1945, at the age of 26. Was he a warrior? Was that a, was that a warrior who goes and fights uh, when he doesn't want to? I don't know. I don't come to a, to a conclusion about it, but other people do. Conclusions can be helpful sometimes, but sometimes they just get in the way of what you haven't really seen very thoroughly. You haven't given yourself the time to really look into what that is. Instead, it's just easier to go click or slam. Not going to do that. <clears throat> So my teacher, the Vidyadara, Rungpa Rinpoche, used the word warriorship, used it a lot. He used it all through Shambhala, the heart of warriorship was the basic training manual. I think it was called, my memory serves me, for training people to teach, uh, I think it's the first five levels of uh, Shambhala training, which some of you have probably, probably already uh, participated in. So I prefer to use the word uh, protector. I'm not against warrior, I'm not against it. I just think that to put it out there at first, so it becomes your kind of your identity. I'm a warrior. And there's just the word war is the very first three letters of that is war. And I don't care for that word. I think it's, uh, uh, don't, I say, don't go to war, don't go to peace. Don't take any position on anything. You start taking positions on anything, then, then this is the beginning of walls of the mind. You can actually function just fine without, without knowing what the hell you're doing. Or to be sitting here, <laughs> that might help. Um, but I like to look at it situationally. So rather than just promote warrior, warriorship, warrior, as they do in Shambhala. And again, I, I want to say this again, just so you make sure I'm not against that. I think, I think if you want to train in that area, that, that has its own way of showing up. The, uh, the very idea of warriorship just means, what, are we going to go to war? Is that what it means? You find out. So I would rather see this, uh, I would rather hold this in such a way that it is, it is uh, first protect, protect what needs protecting rather than immediately turn into a fighter. Warrior protecting something doesn't mean you've gone to war or that you're a warrior. It just means you're you might be stepping in the way of of a bullet that's headed for someone else's head. It could be that that would be pretty heroic. But would you be a warrior? No, you'd be a protector. If you the contrast that I saw, and and I, I don't know the particulars, so I can't really judge anything. But I thought it was quite interesting that the that the the, the elementary school where all these warriors went in with their AK-47s, 
and weren't able to actually wait it out there for what an hour or something before they actually went in and stopped that shooter after he'd killed, I don't know how many, was it 20-some people, you remember? Children, some teachers, they don't really do numbers very well. But then the uh, the other one that happened was uh, where uh, I think it was a couple of people that were dispatched to go in and, uh, with these children, and uh, was it was it in uh, was it in Tennessee when that happened? And there was three nine year olds killed and three adults, I think. And but there was no hesitation; they went right in and different situation. I don't know what that was about, but wh which ones are the warriors? So I'm not here to change your mind about anything, but I'm saying you could contemplate those words and what they point to, because words are never what they're pointing to. Uh, that's the, the thing about concepts and ideas, that the word that points to something, your idea of what a warrior is, your idea of what a protector is, someone else's idea, my idea, Trunk Rinpoche's idea, or anyone who teaches Shambhala training, anyone who's practicing in the Shambhala lineage, which I have not left, by the way. They kind of kicked me out. <laughs> Very gently. Not really a kick. So to me, it looks like it's a situation. There may come a situation where you have to be what would be called a warrior. You may have to go in and, and kill somebody who's trying to kill babies. You may have to do that. But I would not sign up for that kind of work unless you had really dedicated your life to it and knew that you would put those children before yourself. <coughs> Apparently, there were a few people that when they got right up to the line and what they signed up for were their fancy uniforms and their huge uh, you know, M16s, AK-47s. So does a warrior have weapons? Does a warrior keep a sword somewhere? Something to look at. To me, it's a situation. There is a time when you have to protect. It's choiceless. You just have to protect. And there may be a time when you have to go to war. You have to fight. But it, I feel that it should come out of the situation. And if anyone is to be prioritized, Pardon me. It should be the protector. Pardon the gas. So I found this uh, in the, I looked in the training manual for Shambhala. This is the, this is one of the slogans in the Shambhala training of men, one of many. The ultimate warrior protects the world. Ultimate warrior protects the world. I didn't bring this in for show and tell so much as I can't remember anything. So, well, what is that? What is ultimate? Uh, is there a, a relative warrior and an ultimate warrior? Ultimate warrior protects the world. The ultimate warrior already is the world. Ultimate warrior uh, can't help but protect. And is there a threat to in, in an ultimate way? Look closely. Look closely at it yourself. You look at it. It's not about understanding this exactly the way I understand it, or lack understanding for that matter, or the way somebody else, or there's not a right or wrong. That whole area, we just get caught up in right and wrong, correct and incorrect. We'll have some questions around that. Go ahead. Sometimes it looks like protection is disrupting the flow of something. And I'm wondering, is there something that's being disrupted? Yeah, that's a, that's a good way of saying it. Yes, you might, this and that, and this might be coming together over here and you see where this isn't gonna work or this is dangerous uh, for your child. And you, you stop her, stop the situation, you disrupt it. Is that the kind of thing you're talking about? Yeah. So what do you wanna know? Um, Not that I have told you, I'd be able to tell you, but 
sometimes stepping in in a role that looks like a protector can also look like war because you're proposing an idea that's counter to the some oh. other ones. Yeah, good point. Okay, I, that, that's a statement I heard you and I and I agree. What do you want to know? Is a protector going to war when they when they propose an opposite, um, bring up an opposite? I would say so. There's a combination. It could show up either way. Uh, if the, if there's no resistance, then it would just be protection. But if somebody in there is upset because you're interrupting with what they wanted to happen, then you see further maybe than they do, perhaps, not positively, but perhaps you see this could lead to a dangerous situation. So you're trying to protect, whether that the thing you're setting up. So back to the question, back to the answer. Um, that, that's why it's so situational. That's why you need to really look at each situation as it is. You have to look at who's objecting and see if there's a way you can pacify that without going to war with them. So in that way, you would protect them from being from from fighting. You would protect them, stay with them in the area that they've started out in, which is probably passion or what this shouldn't be happening this way. Another idea that you shouldn't be stopping. They haven't gotten mad yet. So rather than clamping down on them and creating a warrior, uh, another person who wants to go to war just because you're going to war. So what are they going to do, especially if they're 15 years old? So you would you would pacify that situation. More? Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering now, is there a way to, when it looks like you're gonna have to go to war or a war-like situation is gonna come up, is there a, a soft way? Is there a gentle way? Again, situation how that person looks rather than have a strategy or a, a plan or a standard that you always apply. You always apply. Standards are helpful sometimes. Sometimes we need them. Uh, and other times they just get in the way of really relating in a sane way, in a sane, respectful way to whatever is arising. We can actually um, try to engage in some kind of conversation or with Maybe to explain what's happening. Maybe that would show up. Um, pacifying. Sometimes that's just stopping and looking at the person. If they notice you're not saying anything, and they're the ones who, who are upset, but they're not talking and you're not talking, sometimes just looking at them for a minute or two is enough pacification. And then then you could, here again, it's so, it's so uh, um, causes again causes and conditions are so changing all the time but by not being uh having some kind of a some kind of a strategy or plan in which you are going to do this but be open so that that will be sensed by that person more than likely more that's a good example of situation that you have to work with it where it's at you can just come in and clamp down this is the way it is i'm the boss do what i say put that stuff away and you you other kids get out of the house you ever heard that said before no probably thank you is there something about this mandala that we can protect the, this one mm -hmm. yes we do it all the time we wear masks <laughs> Uh, when, when we look at the situation, just like when people sometimes uh, we're in a neighborhood that's not particularly particularly wealthy at all. So people come and ask for help. We look at the situation. We try to say, and if they come and ask for work, we try to see if we can find some work for them. Doesn't happen too much these days, but did for a while when we first started here, what, 10 years ago. So that's a, a protection. Also. Uh, not just uh, having a, an open situation where anybody can come in here without the doors are always unlocked, although they used to be pre-COVID. Uh, but we would try to accommodate everyone, but we would uh, try to see if a person's even ready to do this kind of a practice. This is really what they want. They might want to just come in and 
We had people come in and just want to bow to the altar and leave. Do you remember any of those situations happening? Is that what you're asking me about or more? Yes, but also uh, when we are working with the community, is there some uh, work when we're doing the wellness work that we're protecting? I can't emphasize CCC enough, especially the first one. Without that first one, you know, you can't, then you don't have the other two. You might have it, you might have it, but it's a struggle to try to cooperate with somebody that does not communicate. So that's why that's in place. More about that if you have it. I'm all all ears. What about how does communication protect this mandala? Because by by receiving what people are saying and not just a, a stopping at what you when you think that you understand what they're talking about and clamping down on that, you actually receive. Make sure that you're getting from the person or from the situation. Uh, everything is there, so it's called. Here it comes. Patience, wait, hold on, hold your horses, as my mother used to say. Hold your horses. Well, really, aren't are no horses, but you need to wait and look at, look, listen, hear, smell, taste, touch, think, even think. Even we're not talking about stopping your thinking. That's another approach. I don't use it, or just trying to not pay attention to your thoughts or stop your thoughts or reposition your thoughts or label thoughts and go back to the breath. Not interested in that. After having practiced it for several decades, you could say, well, must have done something because look where you're sitting now. No, it didn't do anything. So I don't teach it. More? Going into Karma House Community Wellness and the work we're doing there is... Yes. Like there's some element of protection that we're going out into the community to help protect we are. children. But we need to start here and try to have a sane, sane means just no warfare. We're not saying that the people in that sane mandala don't have confusion and don't have, but they're responsible for their emotions. They're not blaming others for telling, saying that somebody else dumped a bunch of emotion into them. People are responsible for it. You can have really intense negative feelings and not, not have outflows, not blame anyone. Is it is it easy? No. It is damn hard to do that. But we always want to, anytime we have a negative feeling, we want to blame. We want to attribute that to someone else quite a bit. And so it's about being aware of that and observing that. And so if, if you have CCC, if you have a, the three C's, you'll have the four C, which is community or Sangha, a community, a spiritual community where people communicate with each other, listen a lot, get, be very respectful for other people's activity, no matter even if that activity seems crazy or spinning around. So that, that being said, we don't indulge people. When people are, we give them a benefit of the doubt as much as we can. But the, as you know, the four karmas are pacifying, might not make that sound, enriching, magnetizing, and destroying. Those are powerful teachings. But you have to understand what they mean. You can't just use your, your preconception about it. Pacifying means to soften things up, tread lightly, and receive and be very, very alert of what's happening, like a tiger. Very alert. They don't miss much. If they did, they'd starve. They don't miss much. So pacifying and then enriching. You may have to go into that situation and fluff it up, like go in and use the same chemistry that's coming at you as negativity. Go in and work with that a little bit. We can talk about stories about that if you want, but I think you'll understand if you contemplate contemplate that a little bit. Magnetizing is pulling that energy that seems to be crazy towards you so that you can so that you're a participant in it so you're that doesn't mean you join the republican party but you you acknowledge that that and you 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 magnetize that situation so that so that so that you're you're in the same chemistry that is showing up as what negativity that that is called in the tibetan tradition that is called upaya skillful means not something you do it's something you are 
but you might have to practice at that uh, at that a little while in a conceptual way in order to understand deeply what it is so you just function and if it if it doesn't uh if all of that doesn't work and whatever uh, whatever uh whatever mixture of uh, whatever situation uh, causes and conditions that you're in you may have to may have to stop it and that could be anything from um just walking away and say oh i got something else to do it doesn't have to be some kind of brutal destroying it can be just destroy or do away with the link between the person that is giving you such a hard time accusing you of things arguing with you excuse me creating creating a bunch of warfare you don't have to receive that that's not the bodhisattva path by receiving somebody's negativity you're actually approving of their negativity don't do that that's that's the kind of a uh, grandmother's hate to put this on grandmothers, but it has been done. Uh, you know, someone who just loves you no matter what you do. So I guess there's something to be said for that also. Love no matter what. And that destroying also can be um, it can be uh, like I did to one of my students yesterday. I hung up because that person screamed at me. <laughs> yelled at me. So I'm assuming that that means that probably that person is not on receive and is, uh, I'm sure they don't feel so good about that now, but I, I, I don't have a choice there to do that. If you get on the phone and yell at me, I probably won't talk to you anymore, at least not for that phone call. Go ahead. We have a question from a couple of questions from YouTube. Tom McCauley Bowing. You've said that when you first realized nothing has ever slept, you had hours of peace before the ego mind started up again. How did you work with that? Does this calm down at some point? Good question. It does not. I'll say this very slowly. It does not need to calm down. Looking for calming down is the very is the very way the ego works. Is to keep looking for a way to feel better. Well, maybe this will go away. Maybe, well, of course it will. Nothing lasts, so everything's going away, including your imaginary awakening. We haven't noticed. No, it's worse than that. There is no one left. There's no one here. There's a body. There's a heart beating. There's no one here. So enjoy yourself. Pain and pleasure have become ornaments, which it is pleasant to wear, as it says in the. Where does it say that at? Sorry. I think I didn't know that. Go ahead. Yelena from Dubrovnik. Yeah. What, Yelena. Happens, what happens to one who has seen the nature of reality after the death of the body? Well, Yelena from Croatia. I think it's that, Elena. Uh, that's a long-distance telephone call. Um, so we don't know for sure what happens to that consciousness, but it will it will still have some dependent origination will show up in terms of the consciousness. Seeing through, uh, it depends on how much conclusion has happened there in that area. And it depends on the karma that brought one into the realm where one could even awaken, brought you into the human realm where you could actually look at this, have some curiosity. So it would depend. Uh, could come right back into another lifetime where you still have some karma that's unfinished. You still need to look at that. You got this out of the way. You've become awakened. <laughs> so now you have to come back and uh, clean out the cupboards. Hard to say. Something might bring, there's a lot of speculation in this area by all kinds of people who know stuff and think they know stuff. No way to tell for sure. Um, could be uh, the, the vow could bring you back into this life. You could vow to be with all things, and that vow with you personally could be so strong to save all beings that you can't stand to go into the light, so to speak, or liberate yourself completely. You have to come back into this realm of suffering and save all beings. That's why the the karma paths keep coming back. The seventeenth being the current uh, current. Uh, 
Karmapa. They 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 receive a vow to come back. Is that really happening? Listen to me. It does not matter if it's really happening. It does not matter. What 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 is the word matter? Matter is is it's matter? What's the difference between this matter and something that doesn't matter? Look at it. Is that the other question? When you're vowing. So every day we have a protection prayer at the end of what we do here. Yes. What protection does this Sangha, Mandala, these aspiring bodhisattvas need vowing? Needs this this mandala needs to uh, uh, protect everything. Just like that, that protection prayer that we offer. It's the intention to do that. You may succeed and you may not. It won't. Success is not important. It's the intention. It's actually the intention starting out. It's the teaching of Trungpa Rinpoche was the great eastern sun. We're not against the setting sun, but that represents everything kind of coming apart and people uh, indulging in this and that, indulging in their suffering. It's the great eastern sun is always here. It represents always this moment, always in the midst of waking up in the morning and having a stomach ache or a headache or just being ornery or just being depressed. That doesn't have to go away. You don't have to be someone else. You could be this. You could be this right here. It's just this, as it is. This meditation that we do at six o'clock is titled As It Is. My name's Soku. Zan, Soku means as it is, mountain. Instead, they were, Shoho was going to give me the name not quite right, mountain, but then he thought that might be too hard on me. So, further, any questions about this protector warrior dynamic? Because that's, that's not an easy one to parse out. Go ahead. In mind. Does protection interfere with dependent origination? Nothing can interfere with dependent origination. The very nature of dependent origination is it's dependent on the apparent otherness. So it can't, no matter what you do, it's just more dependent origination. Anytime you do anything, dependent origination. Anytime you stop from doing something, dependent origination. Anytime you ignore anything, passion, aggression, ignorance. I know you're hearing me, but you, you cannot, and you can't interfere with anything. Keep going. There's more there. Use in mind. What demarcates protection from meddling? They're the same. Do you understand? They're the same. So, Milka. Milka bowing. In our practice, we have a lot of containers. Is there a way that containers protect bowing? Containers are our walls, just like the walls of the mind. Opinions, ideas, judgments, evaluations, beliefs, that protects the ego. You don't have to get rid of those because if you get rid of those, ego's on board with getting rid of those because it wants to be uh, included in enlightenment. You don't have to get rid of anything. You have to see what it is. So coming back to your question, the monastery is a container. The robe that we become ordained or the precepts that we receive the bodhisattva bow the jukai that that helps protect us so that we can practice you don't have to do it you shouldn't do it unless you have to but it protects us so that we can spend some time doing what looking at the nature of the mind rather rather than believing in something and, and supplicating some imaginary what you might call it not that that's wrong some people that's the only way they can practice have to have a theistic practice where they have a deity that they supplicate. They should be doing that. They're not ready to do this kind of a practice. But if you're here and you're listening, something's going on there. Kozan Bauer. Go ahead, Kozan. I think Sanho has been trying to get in and ask a question. Bauer. I can't, I can't hear you very well. Say it again, please, Kozan. Um, Sanho has been trying to ask a question. Okay, Sano, go ahead. Well, let's see. First of all, if you're able to hear me, are you able to hear me? I hear you very well. Please go ahead. Excellent, Sanho Bowen. 
So my job is to meddle, and I'm very much fueled by aggression. Is any of that in opposition to the teachings and holding our seat, Sanho Boeing? No, not at all. No, you're as an attorney, you should go right ahead and serve people, help people, which I already know you well enough to know that's what you'll be doing. There's no don't don't be even concern yourself at all with the word meddling. I mean, you could. You could concern yourself with it, but then it it it, it takes all of that uh, that uh, the mentation that you should be using uh, to do your job to help people to uh, work with the law and how people are hindered by it or helped by it. That should be going there rather than trying to figure out whether you're meddling or not. You have you received a vow, you received the jukai, so Phoenix Mountain. You can't make any mistakes. Further questions, Sano? No, though I will tell you quickly, my new law firm is named the Metal Center, and M-E-D-L will stand for something we'll talk about later. But thank you so much, Sanho Bowing. You're welcome. Are you still coming here in the spring or in the I am. Oh, you better. I'll track you down. <laughs> Just a few more a few more weeks. I think we're at nine weeks. Good. We're looking forward to it, Sano. Very good. Uh, yes. Does fear undermine our ability to function and protecting? Sure. It's uh, fear is there, but fear is going to be with anyone. If you're a living being, you're going to deal with fear. I don't care if you're the Buddha, but how you deal with that fear is what seems to be different, is that you're able to just receive the fear. And this makes you fearless. I mean, fearless doesn't mean less fear. I mean, it could, but it's unlikely. It's just that no matter how much anything frightens you, it's, it's, it's as if. It's not that you did do this, but it's as if you say, come and get me. It's as if you said, if you want to say it in a more uh, smarty pants way, you could say that. But you're not even doing that. You're not even challenging the fear. Welcome. Everything, everything anything that arises in your mind stream needs to be there. You're well, it's welcome. You can be genuine. You can just be genuine and be with the emotions, feelings, and thoughts that come up in your mind stream. Don't fight with anything. Starting with this. Stop fighting with this. <laughs> not not this, not this guy. You can fight with me. I'll just hang up on you. <laughs> but don't fight with yourself. Don't don't fight. And also don't agree. So the fighting is the passion. I mean, is the aggression. And the agreeing or the thinking you're right or or lots of areas that are very subtle. The ego will usurp that situation and be the person who doesn't care. Or the be, be the person who, I used to really fight, you know, but no longer. I know, but no, that's not it. No, it's actually the fighter is still there. The warfare, the passion, the aggression. And if you if you get rid of your own passion, aggression, and ignorance are covered up, you're not going to be able to help anybody because you're going to feel superior to them. You'll feel like... Well, you don't do that. They do. So it's their issue. And sorry, I can't help you. Maybe you need to get a therapist. I mean, there's all kinds of ways of working with that. And the most important thing that I can say, are the words I use all the time is observe, 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 observe. And then whatever shows up in here, out there, receive it. You have to receive it. Receive the defeat. Receive, receive the success. Add nothing to it. No comment. You, you're successful. Someone compliments you. Oh, you're so wonderful. You did this. You did this. You know, thank you so much. We're doing all, all that you've done. I just, uh, and you say, thank you. You might say thank you. You might not say anything. You might nod your head. But you certainly wouldn't refuse it and say, as they would say in, the, in Mandarin, nali, nali, nali. Wouldn't they say that? It's not me, not me. I didn't, I, I've done nothing. I'm not that good. I'm not as good as you would. So kind of a, um, kind of a, um, a put on or a, a put on humility. No, no, nali, nali. Not me. I'm not me. I didn't do anything. 
I'm just a humble nobody. Go ahead. Shoto Bowing, how can we have the protection come out of the situation and not just our idea of what the situation needs? If you're right in the situation, you're on receive, you're not producing anything. And if you are producing, uh, then you just receive that. As soon as you produce it in your mind stream, you just receive it. In other words, you observe the thoughts. Other ways of training are about labeling thoughts and getting away from it. I include everything. I teach to include everything. So whatever thoughts are arising, including your fear or your apprehension about something that's happening that you don't know what's going to happen, and the fear that comes up, just receive the fear. Because the, uh, the receiving the fear is means that you're not separate from maybe the per- people who are involved in that who are full of fear also, but they're covering up their fear with anger or violence or AK-47s, you need to receive your fear if it comes up, receive it so that you can function in a sane way. Sanity, fear is important, pain is important. Receive the pain, whether it's the pain of the pain of pain, the pain of alternation or the pain of the composite. If you happen to be so clear as to see the pain of the composite, receive it and then just function. More? Yeah, thank you. Welcome. Mm-hmm. I've heard you say protect all things. Does suffering need to be protected? I, I don't think as a as a an act you're actually going to that, but I would say by just receiving it, you protect it. There's lots of ways of looking at that. There's a very fancy one. I don't know if I can remember it or not, but I'll try to give you an idea how intellectual you can get about this or how conceptual. I think it's uh, the uh, it's one of Atisha's seven points of mind training. I don't know what category it falls in, but I think it's number 14. Did I read that to you today or is that just is my, my, my imagination? So um, seeing confusion as the four Kayas is the supreme shunyata protection. Is that correct? Do you remember it? Good. Uh, I knew I could call on you. So it means that seeing this situation or whatever situation is to break it down a little bit and see that it is both the dharmakaya, or uh, which which shows up in the ego mind is not knowing what the hell is going on and being confused. Dharmakaya. And then the Nirmanakaya, which is uh, just a physical situation that you're in. It somewhat relates to Ikebana in uh, Heaven, Earth, and Man a little bit. So seeing that those are those two, this earthiness and this not knowingness of the Dharmakaya and the earthiness of this and the solidity of this and the gravity of this are brought together by the Sambhogakaya. A Sambhogakaya is, is when you see that those are not separate. This is a Sambhogakaya. And, and sometimes I would refer to it as the intermediate state. And to do all that all together, that is a Slavavikakaya, which you see that it's just this. So see how you can use concepts to go into those situations and pull them this way and that way using a teaching like a teacher of seven points of mind training. Powerful intellectual conceptual, you could say, stuff, but sometimes can be helpful. Do you have anything else to say about that? Be helpful. No. It's not something you can do. It's like you understand it conceptually, and it, it's, I've been reading that thing for, <laughs> that text for, I don't know, close to 40 years. And all I'm doing there is kind of explaining it. If you started saying, well, so, Kazan, so what is the Sambhogakaya? I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> That's some Slavavikakaya, not having a clue. Question. Mazukaban said earlier that you <laughs> might not just receive negativity, that I think you said you were agreeing with it or something. You were buying into it or something. I, I'm sorry, I'm not remembering exactly what you said. Um, what is making space for negativity or not doing anything with it that is not like grandmotherly or just? What do you want to know? Don't give me too many options. 
Keep it simple. I'm pretty simple. How how do we allow suffering to do what it needs to do that's not unconditionally just allowing negativity? So you've got use the category. You have the pain of pain, which is a headache. I would say medicate yourself if you have something that works for a headache. So that was, and then the pain of alternation is be aware that you're in the middle, awareness, 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 be aware that you're in the middle of a really enjoyable situation or a pleasant, or at least not much is happening. And you're concerned about something coming in to destroy it, your alternation part. So here you are in the middle of it. You can't really enjoy the situation because you're worried about the future. You're worried about what's going to happen next. So that's the pain of alternation. Those are the two basic that's the two basic ways they show up with all kinds of nuance. And then the pain of the composite, which may, you may not see that right away. It takes some time to see that. Pain of the composite means you experience the pain of everyone everywhere all the time. Not just your own pain. It starts out by seeing, by seeing meditation and seeing that the person, sometimes a person in your life that you, thought was always giving you a hard time and was on your case or was disagreeable or was to blame for how you felt. You see that their negativity that they are downloading on you, it's because they're suffering so much. And this is a way when you, when someone is aggressive with you or pushy with you or does anything with you to blame or push or whatever, they're covering up their own suffering. And they don't really know that they're full of fear. Why? Because it works to do that relatively temporarily for a short time and then it runs out because nothing lasts even the crazy person crazy people i should say in the in the country that are fighting and acting crazy that won't last it will go away probably they'll die more than likely so go on it's a good bang if you see that somebody is suffering they're being negative but they're just suffering is just not responding to that or or yeah not having a response to that is that grandmotherly love no what what do you want to know in that area that's can be complicated let's simplify it and find out what you want to know and then i can respond to that because we, we'd have to go into defining grandma's love which is not bad it's just that it's a lot of uh, approval and affection uh, without dealing with the person's fundamental issue. Go ahead. Maybe that's what I wanted. That's just to understand what you meant by that. Okay, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there another, is there a question in uh, on, on Zoom? We have, uh, we have 50 windows open and three of them are ours. Jen, um, Jen or whomever, Jen. Jen Bowing. Should ahead. we be on the lookout for our own suffering and the suffering of others at all times, Bowing? No, I think it's enough just to relate to your own. Just don't fight with it. That's that's the that's the training area of when you have negativity. Don't blame even though it looks like it looks like someone is causing your your difficulty your cause and effect they might they probably are triggering it but the suffering that you're experiencing is yours not yours as an ego but yours as a particular matrix of uh, a living organism that has consciousness just like a frog has consciousness you try to reach for a frog it will do one of two things and how does it make up its mind either hold still What is that? What is that called? When a, Freeze. Yeah, freezes, but there's a name, a technical name that you know about that has to do with the, the vagus nerve, where it's just freeze or jump and run away. And I don't know how they tell the difference. I think they look at the expression on your face and say, ah, friendly, a friendly frog liker. Or else, <laughs> frog legs. So, one, so if you notice that with a frog, they they either run away or they just freeze and hold still and probably, probably pretend like they're 
just a leaf of grass or something, which they often look like. Did that help, Jen? <laughs> Especially the frog part. <laughs> sit like a frog. Just sit there. So as far as a fear, just uh, just look at your own fear. Uh, and you'll, you'll notice, uh, without even trying, you'll, eventually you'll notice that someone who is maybe previously, maybe for years, sometimes a family member, you'll notice that that family member that's always been kind of difficult to deal with or relate to, you'll just, you, you just begin to see how much suffering they're covering up. Just, you don't even have to try to do it. You just see, you just see it because of your own practice has been to receive your own fear and your own. If you can't receive your own fear, you're not going to see the fear in others. You don't have to end fear. The path of the warrior or the path of the protector, whichever one is showing up situationally, I would prefer to start with the protector because of the the preconceptions about uh, the whole warrior idea, wearing uniforms. As soon as you put on a uniform, as soon as I put on a, a monk's uh, robes, and then you know that 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 affects you. You're telling yourself, "I'm doing this. Is my function is to do this." And if you put on a, a suit of armor, if you put on a um, any kind of a uniform, it 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 uh, affects your uh, what you're what we're calling your identity, whether it's your actual identity, not separate from anything, or whether it's your limited identity based on hope and fear, which is of course ego. So we people are slowly leaving. So you guys are going to have to ask some interesting questions because we're we're losing people right and left. We're down to forty nine. We were up to 53. So, yes, go ahead. In the traditional Mahakala chants that are done in Shambhala, there's a lot of pretty grim imagery about blood lakes and hooked knives and severing aortas and what have you. How how do you... Severing aortas, yeah. Cut the aorta of the perverters of the teachings. Yeah, yeah, those ones. <laughs> yeah, those ones. <laughs> so I think, how, I think they're just trying to be, you know, trying to say we're we mean business. Okay. <laughs> no, well, you can ask the question, please go. I sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead, please. No, no, I, I'm just kind of struck by the the violence, not even implied, the violence of the imagery and how the kind of graphic nature and violence um, helps us to connect with this quality of protecting bowing. Uh, it is. And I, you know, of course, some of it we have to attribute to medieval times and different kind of whole structure for communication. Everything was very diff- uh, different then and level of sophistication as far as, uh, uh, as far as working with the mind, uh, it was a spiritual path. So we had to deal with, the extreme of of uh, the brilliance of awakening, which has to be spoken of relatively, and we have to contrast it with, with something that is not um, just uh, any of the any of the uh, spiritual paths traditions usually have some kind of a of a hell or a difficult area. And what what has happened, especially in the in the the Tibetan tradition, uh, using uh, actually uh, using the 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 hell beings, you know, to actually support and protect the Dharma, just like you see on the uh, temples, uh, uh, the gargoyles that are out, that are protecting the, the temple. I don't know. I don't have any historical understanding of that necessarily, but I'm sure someone does. But it's interesting that, that, that there's some kind of protection based on scaring something or looking, uh, using our emotional dynamic. But then you know that the Dorje Bernangchen, the former Mahakala, uh, who's carrying the implements of passion, no, uh, implements of pacifying, enriching, magnetizing, and destroying. So it's a teaching uh, in the form of a of a demon uh, who has, and there's one hanging right over there, not the demon, but we we couldn't get him to come. But we have a picture of him that someone painted, really beautiful uh, tanka uh, painted uh, in uh, Nepal that my uh, son Takudo procured uh, along with uh, Nirmala. So um, so I think it's used, it's just a, a, the negative forces are here. So how can we use the negativity 
to to show up to to protect or um, I don't know how else to say it. We the the polarities are not separate from each other, but we separate them out, and that's why we have a world of war and peace, love and hate, right and wrong, up and down, back and forth, and all the other polarities including being alive and being dead it's an astounding thing to begin to realize if you astound if you if you understand how how um how vast it's even been called uh, uh, vast and and un- unsearchable untraceable but your mind actually is not separate from that and if you realize the only way you can realize it is to realize that you are not limited to the separate ego mind that wants this doesn't want that and is ruled by Hope for something better and fear of something worse. So using those. Yeah. <laughs> what I just said. <laughs> okay, Pauline. Excuse me. Um, I'm struggling with um protection of my seven-year-old nephew because he's very um aggressive and do you have any advice on how to deal with seven-year-old with a large amount of aggression Bowling? well uh, if you can don't don't return aggression uh and uh may perhaps get some help some professional help there are therapists that can work with that uh, but i would also say uh, therapists, all therapists are not the same. So uh, a therapist uh, may work with us in a, in a way that would be helpful that I don't even know about. So I'm not coming up with some kind of idea about how to select a therapist, but you'll know. And the other thing is is try to engage. What What is uh, this child's name? Andrew Guy. His name is Levi. Levi. Okay. Somehow helps to know that. Anything? On Levi? Huh? He's desperate. Yeah. When you know, has, has a, a, is able to tune in pretty good to people sometimes just by hearing about them. So, and he's, uh, he's pretty desperate. So he's, uh, all that is coming out of a lot of fear. And so he's trying to cover up the fear. So I would think if you get to spend much time with him, Andrew Vaughn, yes, I babysit him regularly and pick him up when he gets in trouble from school. Okay, what is he what does he like to do the most? Um he likes to get people to laugh with him. He likes to do crafts. Um well, that's how I would uh, enter it. You're not gonna be able to save his life. I mean, just save him from his uh, fear. He's he came into this uh, lifetime fully loaded with thousands of years of karma. And so how do I know that? I don't know. I don't know that. Probably I'm wrong. But I would say sit down with him with a box of popsicle sticks. Uh, a couple of them could have a popsicle on them. And and then uh, make stuff, make, invent stuff, and let him invent it. I mean, when I say let, I'm saying you could start to make something uh, and do something that's impossible so that he can have some humor. Like take some popsicle sticks and try to make a giraffe. Pretty hard to do. I know I tried. You follow me a little bit? I'm saying lead him into it so that his intelligence and his uh, creativity is sparked a little bit so that he has something that he can put some of that energy into besides just being desperate. And you know, he's probably dealing with a lot of uh, negative stuff that he has no idea where it's coming from. So he wants to cover it up. So he's not ready to meditate particularly. I wouldn't do that necessarily unless he questions you about it. And then don't have him sit for any longer than one minute and time it. Start with a bell, end with a bell. And don't suggest meditation. He knows you meditate. Don't suggest it. Let him bring that up. Always meet him where he's at. But I would say if it's he likes crafts, make some stuff and try to make impossible stuff so that this sparks his imagination so he can solve that problem, not you. You can say, help me with this. I can't understand how to work with this. Help me with that. Get his help so that he understands what it means to help others. This is very important. Save all beings. I'm also really struggling with when he's already in an aggressive state, what to do with him. Is he hitting you? Um, he's destroying property. Has he, he destroyed 
Has he destroyed anything valuable? Uh, well, he threw his school his school counselor. He threw her desk across the room and then destroyed her office. <laughs> yeah, I think he the best thing is just lock him up. <laughs> I'm kidding. That was a joke. Um, I, I I still think there's some possibility of relating to his natural expression if he wants to make things, if he wants to be funny. Um, Help him be funny. Let's say, let's write some jokes. Let's make up some jokes. I mean, there's so many ways that you could go in that if, you, if you're sincere about wanting to help him, but not wanting to change him. He has to work with that himself. He's responsible for that, even though he's only seven. So he, he's fallen into your lap, so to speak, by you taking care of him and watching him. So uh, for a while, just even distracting him, distracting him into other things so that um, so that he doesn't cause any further damage. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's heartbreaking to hear that. I, I don't I don't know uh, how how about his mom and dad? How are they working with him? Um, it's hard because they're going in the, through the middle of a divorce on top of everything, and he's definitely not getting along with his father. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I, I think just try to meet him where he's at and, and don't, uh, you don't have to add anything to it, but magnetize him into, into other stuff, uh, into other, you know, things that have to do with what he likes, making, making, being funny or making humor, uh, something like that. Uh, or, or if he likes, I, th I thought I heard you say crafts. Yeah. Magnetize him into that. You know, you, you start to make something with him there. It's not, you're not really deceiving him and he's seven years old. So sit down and try to put something, he'll ask you what you're doing. Draw him out. So don't tell him what you're doing. Don't say, let's go make crafts. You start doing it and then he'll watch you. And you can't, you might even saying, well, you're not being very funny. So I'm going to try to make some stuff. Have some fun with him. Listen to him, ask him questions about anything. Ask him what he thinks, put him on the spot a little bit. That way you'll find out how, how he's working with his mind and you'll find out how intelligent he is. It doesn't matter how intelligent, he doesn't have to be intelligent particularly, but you'll find out how his intelligence is working and how that can turn into a, a, a violent rage of, throwing his teacher's desk across the room and destroying everything because he's covering up his fear. He doesn't feel fearful when he's doing that. It feels powerful. And, and probably doesn't probably more than likely his dad has stopped him in a, in a way that is quite similar to what he's doing. Probably violent. Is that true? I believe so. Yeah. His dad has no training, so he's covering up his fear. It's a, uh, it's quite a, Quite a, a box of dominoes. Yes. From YouTube, C.D. Harone from Massachusetts. Should one bow to all beings at most times when you encounter them like dogs, cats, all humans, of course, pictures, even if it isn't of Buddha, trees, etc.? So I, uh, I would not give that as a standard uh, uh, thing to do. Uh, I would, it would depend. I'm not saying that that you might not do something like that, uh, just being respectful to everyone. Save all beings is a in the, the three pure precepts of the, the of Jukai is do good, don't do harm, and be with all things. So to be with all things means that you're going to have to be with all beings. Whether you are literally bowing to everything, I don't know. That might look at your intention for doing such a thing. And see how much of that is wrapped up in your self-centeredness or how much of it is a fundamental giving in to everything. So perhaps we can uh, batten down the hatches and leave for where? What are we going to do next? Dedicate. Yes, we'll dedicate the mirror. And now everybody's starting to bow out. They don't want to dedicate them. 
what to do it by ourselves. I want to ask you to help us expand, protect, bring energy into this mandala. So if you can go to the website, the donate page, and help us, if you can, if you can. And if you would like to see these teachings continue. <laughs>